Hi, I'm Deanna Gray. Welcome to my Authentic Living Studio, where I share tools, tips, thoughts, and intuitive messages on living your best life. This is day 62 of 365. As some of you know, in addition to life coaching, I also have specialized training in grief and loss. And I realized today as I was thinking about all the families who are grieving the death of a loved one due to illness or violence or natural disaster, that I haven't offered any episodes specifically on grief and loss. So I'm going to offer a multi-part series on grief. What to expect in the early days and weeks of grief will be part one today. And then in a few days or maybe next week, I'll do part two. Death is inevitable. It is part of the cycle of life. Death comes to us all, either someone we know or our own. Perhaps the death is through illness or accident. Perhaps through age or violence. Whatever way it comes, death facilitates change. When we survive the death of a loved one, We go through a myriad of emotions as we learn to live without their physical presence in our lives. So what can one expect in a grief journey? We used to think there were stages of grief, but that perspective has evolved because we now know that grief does not move from one stage into the next in a neat and orderly fashion. Grief is messy with a lot of ups and downs, back and forth between emotions, and a slow, sometimes very slow, acceptance of one's life being forever changed. After the initial shock has worn off, grief is a journey to a new normal, and sometimes that sucks a lot. It can be very difficult to accept that life will never be the same. But once that acceptance comes, then life can begin to move forward again. One may experience a variety of phases or tasks in the early days and weeks of a grief journey. There may be shock and numbness when the grief is new and raw. That numbness is important, though. It allows one to gradually adapt to the loss. It's like a bit of anesthesia during the worst part of the pain. The numbness may last for a few minutes, a few hours, or even a few days. Over time, though, it lessens as the brain and the mind begin to allow the pain to be experienced. Tears will come, perhaps wailing and renting, and these are okay too. They are normal. In fact, tears allow grief to be released from the body. They are important in grief. If you or someone you know is grieving, please encourage them to cry, even men. It's an important part of the process of grieving, and it's a component of healing. The tears may come in bits and spurts, or maybe in torrents. Just let them come. Let them release the pressure 
of the emotional pain. Feelings of depression and loneliness are common too. Not wanting to get out of bed. Losing interest in things that you used to do, things you used to enjoy. Struggling to just get through the day. Missing the physical presence of your loved one all the time. Missing hugs and our intimacy. Feeling alone in your grief is common. These are all normal responses to grief. And moving through these waters can be tricky. And it takes time. It takes remembering that dark days do not last forever. And slowly, over time, the pain lessens and the depression begins to lift. If you or someone you know is in the early stages of grief, be kind and compassionate. Grief is a very personal, very painful road. Do not judge or compare your grief to someone else's. If you need to wallow, wallow, but not forever. If you need to vent or isolate for a while, that's fine, just not forever. In the early weeks of grief, give yourself the space and permission to feel whatever it is you need to feel. It is not helpful to hear in the initial days and weeks of grief, but it will get easier to tolerate the loss. The loss will become less intense over time, and you will be able to adapt to a new normal. You've got this. I'm going to help you get there. Thanks for tuning in. I'll have more to share tomorrow on day 63.